Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we talk about waking up and reading your food labels with Jen Smiley. Here we go. us with our bellies. Think about your bellies having a bunch of holes in them in the intestines. And the bigger the holes, right? That's a leaky gut syndrome. All the toxins, all the weird ingredients your body can't recognize is seeping through those holes and causing havoc on your body. So if you understand the right foods to eat, then your belly actually, that's that gives you that flat, no bloated look because the holes are smaller. Only nutrients are able to seep through them. You're not getting as many toxins through there. So your body can actually handle those bad foods every once in a while better if you are, you know, having a more healthy gut. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you for pressing play today. Today, we bring on Jen Smiley on the Keto Camp Podcast. She is the founder and a certified holistic health coach of the website, Wake Up and Read the Labels. She has a very popular Instagram titled, Wake Up and Read the Labels. And today, we talk about waking up and reading the labels. And uh, she's going to share her backstory and how she struggled with her health and she found herself relief through her diet and lifestyle changes. And she became really diligent with reading labels and understanding real food, whole food versus the synthetic crap out there. And let's face it, a lot of us fall for the brilliant marketing of these companies that it looks healthy, but in reality, when we read the ingredients, we could understand that it is far from healthy. And this happens a lot in the keto space. So we talk about that too. We discussed the importance of taking ownership with your health and why there is a sick care and it's not really healthcare. Conventional medicine is not getting to the cause. We get into why eating clean should be the first step for you and your family. Then we get into what to look for as far as reading the labels. Red meat. I asked her, Jen, what is the labels we want to look for when it comes to red meat? Because there's a difference between grass-fed and grass-fed and grass-finished. And it's important to understand that difference. And then we talk about the difference between that and 100% grass-fed, which by the way, we got the answer to that because there were some question marks surrounding 100% grass-fed. So I'll just share it now because it'll make sense when you listen to the conversation. But we did some research and we figured out that the best thing to look for with buying red meat is grass-fed and grass-finished, not just grass-fed. But when you see 100% grass-fed, there could be companies that still finish with grains. Unfortunately, they could get away with that. So you'll you'll learn more when we get into the conversation. 
We get into the worst artificial sweeteners versus the best sugar replacements. She's going to share all of that. Very important, especially on keto. We'll get into why she's not a big fan of stevia and why she thinks monk fruit is a little bit better. We get into oatmeal. The problem with oatmeal, it is sprayed with glyphosate and pesticides, phytic acid, loaded with phytic acid, creating gut issues, inflammation, glucose spikes. It's a fake health food. I asked Jen, what are the top five most commonly asked questions you get on your Instagram about food labels? And she's going to share those five questions and those answers. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, You're going to love Jen. If you haven't been following her yet, follow her right now. She also has a free resource for you that will drop in the podcast notes as well. So we'll bring it on shortly. Let's just get to the Apple podcast rating and review of the day before we bring on Jen. This is a five-star review from Chavis A&G titled, I See the Light. I love your podcast. I was involved in a bad car accident that has left me a mess. Before the accident, I was on a health journey and losing weight. Now my body is a mess. Learning that I need to heal from the inside out has sparked a whole new person. I can't wait to plan my week. Thank you for all the great information you bring to us daily. You are truly a blessing for us all. Chavez, I'm very sorry to hear about that accident, and I'm so glad you are working on the mental six-pack, the inner sizing right now. That's going to be so important for you. Go listen to the book or read the book, Dr. Joe Dispenda's book called You Are the Placebo, because his story is also from an accident and what he did to use his mind to heal his body. I think that's going to be... I know that's going to be super powerful for you. And I'm so glad the show is giving you the light, offering you hope and inspiration. And yes, keep focusing on the light. Sometimes when you know, we have plans in life and things happen, unfortunately. But the darker the situation, the brighter the light shines. So be that bright light and shine bright, Chavez. We're rooting for you, my friend. Thanks for leaving that rating and review as well. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and review, please pause and do so right now. Maybe I'll read your review on the next episode. Let's get to the conversation with Jen Smiley. Jen is a certified holistic health coach and the founder of the website, Wake Up and Read the Labels. She's on a mission to empower people to make healthier food choices and become more aware of the ingredients in their food. Her website and her social media provides information and resources to help people learn how to read labels and understand the impact of food on their health. Here is Jen Smiley. We got Jen and we got Ben. Hey, Jen, welcome to the show. Jen and Ben, let's rhyme the entire time. That'll be, oh, there we go. I did it. Rhyme the entire time. He did it. Let's not do that. I think people will <laughs> not like that or they'll it's sign off right away. Super annoying. You can tell I, I have little kids. So that's what we do to have fun. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Well, you know, you're doing some really cool work out there, especially I'm, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening and watching follow you on Instagram, wake up and read the labels on Instagram. And you're doing a great job empowering people, helping them understand that these these companies are really brilliant at marketing and you don't want to fall to their marketing. You want to get really wise and read the ingredients. We're going to dive deep into that, but let's go back a little bit. You know, What were the steps that led you to this career, this calling to educate people to be this food expert? What's your backstory, Jen? 
Absolutely. I'm just a normal person. I'm just a mom. I'm not a nutritionist, not a doctor, not a dietitian. And I like to throw that out there because I want everybody listening to know that they have what it takes to take control of their health as well and to be the pioneer of how they feel. So mine started super organic. I had 200 followers. I was a stay-at-home mom. My husband had been struggling with heartburn. I'd been struggling with asthma, getting scopes and breathing treatments. And I, you know, have the extra 15, 20 pounds in my 20s. I feel inflamed. I'm going work out. I'm trying to eat vegetarian. I'm trying to eat gluten-free. I'm trying to eat more protein. I'm like, why? Why the heck can I not fit in my pants? Why do I need feel the need to put on makeup and cover up, you know, my blemishes on my skin? Why am I fatigued all the time? And there was no answer. While the doctors would give me medication, no one was actually talking to me about potentially what I was doing wrong. And so I took it upon myself. My husband and I kind of dipped our toes into eating, just changing a few things. And we noticed a little relief. We felt a little more energy after we ate, or we just felt a little bit lighter when we woke up in the morning. There was this, this small difference. And that's when I figured out, wait a second, our food and how I feel connected. And so that sent me on this kind of wake up mission. Every morning I woke up to go find better food, but it wasn't until this one day I was at a workout class. And now Ben, mind you, I was the girl in the back of the workout class, completely red faced, couldn't keep up with the class, no endurance, thought I was just the worst at cardio. I could never, you know, lift weights like them, run like them, sweat like them. Um, and one day I was walking home from a workout class and I was drinking Premier Protein. Yeah. <laughs> On the front, you read, you know, it's got zero, zero grams of added sugar, 19 grams of um, protein, low carb, all these kind of like selling tactics, right? And at the time, yes, that's how I bought my food. That's the way that I thought I got healthy. It was eat better, look at these numbers and exercise more. Well, it wasn't until I flipped that over. And when I flipped it over, I started reading the ingredients. Not only were they tiny and I couldn't even see them, but I also couldn't recognize them. That is when I felt my heart hit the floor, felt like the clouds turned gray, came in, and I sprinted home out of breath. I got home and I started opening my pantry, my refrigerator, and I'm like, wait a second, the same weird ingredients I can't pronounce are in my in my salad dressing, in my coffee creamer, it's even in my meats, it's in my pre-made stuff, it's in my freezer, it's it's everywhere. It, it was haunting me. And so I felt betrayed. I felt lied to. And I think for a lot of people, once they are aware of the labels and they start reading the things that they're buying that they thought seemingly were healthy, they too, you listeners, you too, probably you feel betrayed. You feel lied to. You feel confused. And so I'm here to let you know that like, it's not your fault that you're confused. Um, it's not your fault that you're buying dairy-free, gluten-free, sugar-free in hopes that you're going to get healthy, but your health doesn't actually move. So what, when that happened, I woke up every morning and I would go find a clean protein or a clean cracker, clean pasta. And I would see how I would feel after I would eat it. And once it took me many years traveling to many different cities, um, spending a lot of money trying to figure out all these different food groups of what, what is clean, what is made with real ingredients. When I did that, immediately, no more inhaler. I'm sleeping better. My belly is completely flat when I wake up in the morning. My husband no longer needs to take Nexium after his meals. He's getting better at running. And so 
what had happened was I was the girl in the back of the class and I actually volunteered one day. I'm like, hey, do you think I could try out to be a spin instructor? Not only did I get the job, but that's when my clients, this is kind of the the birth of wake up, is the clients started coming up to me. They're women between 40 and 65. And they're like, hey, what? why are you putting turkey sandwiches and meatballs and spaghetti and ice cream on your Instagram? Are you really eating that stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I am. So I started taking them grocery shopping and I'm filling up their cart and they're going, I've never seen these brands. This looks foreign to me. And then I would go in their kitchen, clean out their pantry. And within a week, their body's changing. Endurance is getting better. They're feeling better. Word of mouth spread like wildfire. I start getting groups. Um, then I developed an online course. And now here I am talking to Ben. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. I, I love that story. You're so right. I see this so commonly. A lot of people are looking at the packaging, which is beautiful labels, and it has all those buzzwords like that premier protein shake, you no know, low carb, 15 grams of protein, or whatever it is. I used to drink those premier protein shakes too. But most people are not doing what you did and what you teach, which is okay, let's not just fall for what's on the front here. Let's turn out, let's turn this package around. Look at the ingredients. And then there's a whole bunch of things that we cannot pronounce, things that we've never heard of before. It's a long list of things. And those are red flags. And we're going to get into some of the more things specifically to keto and other you know popular products out there. But how do we combat that, Jen? Because we know there's a lot of... There's million, billions of dollars being pumped into these marketing uh, companies, these big food companies. They pay these marketing companies to make sure that people are fooled and they see it's keto-friendly, gluten-free. I know that you're combating it and educating people by doing your Instagram and podcasts and conversations like this. But how do we like reach the masses? Like, what is the? How do we reach people and help them wake up and read the labels every single product? I think if everybody that becomes aware of it, if you tell if you tell seven people, then we could really have an impact because yeah. you're not going to see this stuff. You're not going to see this stuff on the media because getting people well, there's no money in it. The doctors aren't going to be talking about it because they're just not educated on it. I I have a pediatrician that just joined my program. Oh, cool! And I'm blown. Yes, I'm blown away because I ask people, you know, hey, introduce yourself. And she introduces herself. And I immediately message my team like, sweet, we got another doctor. And I love that because they're being open-minded and they're realizing like, hey, I am prescribing kids for medications to treat eczema all day and ADHD. And there's got to be something more to this. And I don't really know what it is. You know, I always say, if these companies took the amount of money that they spent on their marketing and just use it for higher quality ingredients, like that would really make a difference. That would make an impact. But my impact, I mean, you know, I'd love to change the food industry. I would love to see every single, I would love, you know, when people need Gatorade to quench their thirst during sporting events, that it's actually real ingredients with no artificial dyes and no artificial sweeteners and weird ingredients. But like, do I think that's possible? Yes, but the biggest impact will be, I find, if we just wake each other up as consumers and understand what it is we are up against. Yeah. So those watching and listening, that means you share this episode. You share uh, Jen's Instagram posts. You share with people. We need to create like this this grassroots effort. Do, do you have Publix in New Orleans, in Louisiana? Not Publix, no. You know of Publix though? Have you heard I of it? I do. I went to the University of Alabama and we used to have a Publix. Got it. 
So for those who don't know, Publix is a very uh, popular supermarket in South uh, in Florida, but Southeast United States, but Florida in general has a whole bunch of them. And last Friday, so just a few days ago, I was speaking at an event here in Miami. My mentor, Dr. Pompa, also spoke. The event was done and I was driving him to his hotel in South Beach and he needed to get dog food for his dogs. He had two dogs that he brought with him while he was traveling. So we went to Publix and he was buying grass-fed beef, just raw grass-fed beef, 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. But we were walking at Publix. It was in Miami Beach and South Beach, actually. And, I, and something hit me. That was the same exact Publix that I would take my father to when he was sick with type 2 diabetes every Tuesday. This was back in 2013, 2014. Every Tuesday, I would go to this wall, I would pick up my dad and then go to this exact Publix that we were at. And I had a list of foods that his doctors told me and him that he should be eating because of his diabetes. And I think about the foods that were on that list. It was Gatorade Zero. It was Crystal Light. It was Fiber One Bars. It was Nature Valley Bars. And I'm sharing this with Dr. Pampa. And of course, it's like, this is the advice that they're still giving not just diabetics, but people. So it's perfect to your point, but it's everywhere, Jen. Like you know this. I have I have um, one of my team members. By the way, I know Dr. Pompa. Oh, you um, do? Okay, yeah, cool. I do. Yeah. Um, and I know some people that he works with very well. But awesome. with that being said, and you know, we're all doing the health and wellness thing, so we're all connected. I yeah. have a business manager, and she went out on maternity leave for eight weeks in oh we miss her so dearly. She's back now. But when she had her baby, she sent me a picture of what the hospital had given oh. her as like a congratulatory gift. It was peanut butter crackers. I forget the brand. It was a Coke and a Diet Coke. It was like Doritos chips. It was, it was so sad. And I looked at it and like, what, what, what is going on? Why is this okay? And as a mother who just gave birth, right? and is supposed to be giving new, full nutrition milk to her baby. Like I say, you are what your cow eats. So we can go into that. Yeah. But but yeah. the baby, when the babies are reacting funny or their bellies are hurting, it's because of what mommy's eating. Here we go. Look at this picture. We got Oreos, we got munchies, oh we got God. Lay's potato chips. And they're like, congratulations on your baby and chocolate and these cookies. Jeez. Nature. I mean, yeah, here's, here's like diabetes and cancer in a basket pretty much. Yes. When your when your body's healing and you're supposed to be, you know, eating just anti-inflammatory things all the time, this is especially important. So it, I saw that and I'm like, my gosh, what do we do about this? Yeah, and and you know, we see that in our brain. It's like that we see that as being processed toxic food, but the majority of people they don't think that way, unfortunately. I mean, we're we're trying to make a difference here and making the majority think that way, but the majority of people will see that and be like, they're so thoughtful. Thank you so much. For this basket. And when we go to even health conferences out there, there are foods like that. You know, there's foods that are packaged and processed, especially like the dietetics and nutrition, uh, dietitians and nutritionists. Those conferences are funded by General Mills and all these big food companies. So there's a lot of corruption there. But you said something earlier because I agree with you. The, the system is set up this way for people to be sick. And when people are sick, there's a lot of money to be made because the truth is a cured patient is a lost customer. So we know that big food and big pharma are in cahoots and it's designed to keep people sick. 
So with that being said, the, the number one thing is for people to take ownership and responsibility. But Jen, here's the question. When you make a bad decision with your health, let's say somebody had those Lay's potato chips or whatever that processed Franken food was, there's not really an immediate impact. Yeah, you might feel a little tired, but it's really the accumulation over time versus like you make a bad decision with your business and you see like your finances drop by, I don't know, 20,000 or whatever it is. But the small decisions with your health, you don't see immediate impact. So it's hard to see that. But over time, we see that accumulate. So how do we help people understand that those small little decisions you're making every day are compounding over time to get you the, the symptoms and disease that you want to avoid? For sure. It's all about consistency, right? Um, real quick, I know you had mentioned healthcare and how conventional medicine and what we have here in America. I, I love this. Somebody told me this. I forgot who, but they call it healthcare. They're like, oh, you know, we give you insurance for your healthcare and you go see your doctor. That's your healthcare. But really, it's not healthcare. It's actually sick care. Right. Because the only way to get into the system is to be sick. And when True. you are sick, you get in, you see your doctor or you get some advice from this expert that wears this white coat and has these initials behind his name. And what do they do? They prescribe you medication. They get the symptoms gone and they leave you alone. No one teaches you how to be healthy. And so here at Wake Up and what you're doing at Keto Camp, like we're actually teaching people how to be healthy. It, it is the actual healthcare. How do you, next Next question was, how do you, you know, this balance of all these little things, if you're eating a bag of chips here and a bag of chips there, how does that diminish your health or how does that affect your health? Um, I like the analogy you made with business, meaning like, let's say your numbers are really good and you're, you got some good revenue going on. You can make some, some silly mistakes that cost a lot, but won't, won't bring your business down because it's a healthy business, right? Same thing for, um, your body and you and your health. Meaning if you are living an optimal life, you're eating clean, you're taking care of your body, you're doing all the right things, you're eating the right things. And then you you go, I don't know, let's say you go on a hike and you didn't bring any food and somebody's with you and they have not clean cookies or not clean granola bars and you eat it, it, it could potentially make you feel a little tired after, or you're just so optimal, like your body can handle it better. I like to tell people that all of us with our bellies, think about your bellies having a bunch of holes in them in the intestines. And the bigger the holes, right? That's a leaky gut syndrome. All the toxins, all the weird ingredients your body can't recognize is seeping through those holes and causing havoc on your body. So if you understand the right foods to eat, then your belly actually, thats that gives you that flat, no bloated look because the holes are smaller. Only nutrients are able to seep through then. You're not getting as many toxins through there. So your body can actually handle those bad foods every once in a while better if you are, you know, having a more healthy gut. That's true. So the goal is we don't expect perfection to Jen's point. We expect progress, but we've got to get you to a certain point where you're able to have more flexibility and more wiggle room. Same thing with, with what I teach with keto, right? I, I don't teach long-term ketosis, but I do teach, okay, we've got to be strict in the beginning and then we develop metabolic flexibility to go in and out where you don't have to do keto forever. So it's very similar to what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. And look, I would love to say, hey, you guys go out there and be perfect. Let me be perfect too. However, because the food industry is what it is, that it is so difficult to be perfect. And so you do, you know, you do have to live life, go out for celebrations and go out to eat or 
Sometimes you don't want to order food. We're all so busy. We need that convenience of getting something delivered to our door or pick up. And so just being aware that how do I make a better, more informed decision when I'm making this order is going to help you. And also just eating clean and eating healthy um, the majority of the time will get you the results you want. It will. It sure will. So you, you mentioned you are what your cow eats. I want you to expand upon that. And I also want you to share, because a lot of my uh, people who listen to the show or watch the show are doing carnivore diet or they're doing keto, but it's a very meat-based diet, which is kind of what I do. I do really well with meat. And there's a difference as you're going to teach right now between something that just says grass-fed versus 100% grass-fed. So could you share a little bit about the loopholes that companies get away with when when it comes to red meat? For sure. It is a trap. So they have all kinds of things on there. You could, when you go find your meat, you're reading things such as natural, no hormones, no antibiotics, grass fed, grass fed and finished, vegetarian fed. And so to the average consumer and probably a lot of you listening, you're reading these things and you're like, oh, that, that cow eats veggies or vegetarian, like must be healthy, right? But it's deeper than that. That again is a selling tactic. Number one, yes, you are what your cow eats. And so here's the thing. Most of the cows out there are eating inflammatory foods such as grains. A lot of them are GMO, so corn, wheat, soy, And who was it? Somebody was just on my podcast talking about something they feed the cows. It's not coming to me, but when she said it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. But oh, I think she said when they run out of food, they feed the cows candy bars pretty much. Like, Oh yeah, they do. That's true. (laughs) There you go. See? Okay. When she said that, I'm like, huh. Because it fattens them up. You know, that's the goal. Fattens it up. You get heavier meat, you make more money, right? You fatten them up, you get more milk, you make more money. But what you're looking for, the highest quality meat, and when you get high quality meat, let's say it is grass-fed and finished, which means that the cow is eating grass from start to the end of their life. If you just read grass-fed, that means the cow started eating grass, Mm -hmm. but then they were finished on some type of probably um, grain. GMO grain. Yep, GMO grain, right? And so... It's, it really sucks that it confuses the person buying it and they they hear grass-fed and they, they probably know a little bit something about it, but it's not entirely what you want. When you do get high quality meat, it has better nutrients. It has the amino acid profile is much better and works much better for your body. It's easier to digest. And most importantly, what I like to stress is like high quality meat is actually anti-inflammatory. It is, 100% it is, but it needs to be high-quality meat. So I hope I hope everybody got that. Grass-fed is not the same thing as grass-fed and grass-finished. Or if it says 100% grass-fed, that's also good because that means the whole time it was fed grass. Is that correct, Jen? I don't know about that. For my research, yes, but I, you know, have you seen something else? I did. Um, I want to look that up, though, because grass... What is grass-fed... Grass-fed. Oh, this is a certain person. Um, I got to come back to that one. I was willing to bet it. It doesn't. It does not mean that. It has to say unfinished. It has to be grass-fed finished. Okay, let's uh, find out for me. And then when I record the intro and outro or the 
Okay. So and it could yet. also it could also be like if you get it from a high quality farm or ranch, they may very well write 100% grass fed and that is what they mean. But I was almost certain if you go to the grocery and you read 100% grass fed, it's strictly just grass fed and not finished. Interesting. Okay, we have to find out about that. Okay, so what you're saying for sure, make sure it does say grass fed and grass finished. That's what you want to look for. We'll find out if 100% grass-fed is also okay. So I'll record that in the outro. For sure. Um, I think it varies by ranch. Um, but I can tell you, do you have any favorite meat suppliers where you get your meat? I, uh, yeah, same one that you love. I love Wild Pastures. They're actually a sponsor of this episode right now. So yeah, oh, yeah we love, love them. them. Autumn, yeah. they're Autumn, amazing. Matt, yeah, they're terrific. Yep, yeah, they really are great people. So you, I know you love them because I looked at your website. That's how I knew that. Oh yeah, I partied. I partied with Matt once on the disco floor. Oh, you did. <laughs> He's fun. I'm going to see him in a, in a couple weeks at, in Austin. I used to use in the past U.S. Wellness meats, uh, and then you know once Paleo Valley launched the Wild Pasture, that I went full in with them because I love what they're doing, regenerative farming, and all that good stuff. You know that. You know keto is is my audience. So what are some other artificial sweeteners are a big thing with keto, and I know that. There are approved sugar replacements versus artificial sweeteners we want to avoid. So let's start with the ones that we want to avoid. What are some of the most inflammatory artificial sweeteners out there that we see? And what are your favorite sugar replacements? Of course, I love this. One of them being sucralose. A lot of people mm. see that and they think it is healthy. And it's everywhere. Then, yes. You know, it's another sneaky one is brown rice syrup. It's in the yeah. cliff bars and people associate brown rice with being healthy, being a healthy whole grain. And so um, I'm here to let you know that brown rice syrup, when you, I tell people when you're reading a label and you read brown rice syrup, odds are all the ingredients mm -hmm. or most of the ingredients surrounding it are also inflammatory. So mm, good tip. Yep. Much better sweeteners would be coconut sugar, less refined lower glycemic index. Um, another one is just pure maple syrup. I also love monk fruit, non-GMO monk fruit. And then last but not least, I love dates. Dates is a fruit, mm. date syrup, date sugar, honey, raw honey. These are all great, great alternatives that are m less refined. Hey, I wanted to take a quick break from this conversation to remind you that we just launched our Keto Recipe of the Week program. Look, as somebody who personally doesn't enjoy cooking, I can tell you that these recipes are easy to follow, even for a newbie. And most importantly, they meet my high health standards for the keto guidelines. They are protein-focused. They have the exact percentages and macronutrients to get you into ketosis or keep you in ketosis. They taste great. It kind of feels like you're cheating on your diet, but you're not. And I have been working with the food journalist slash recipe developer to make this available to you. So you could burn fat, feel good, get those ketones up, and adopt this lifestyle. They are low in plant toxins. They don't contain any inflammatory seed oils and vegetable oils. They are built out to focus on protein, which builds your metabolism. And we're giving away over 400 bucks in free bonuses when you sign up for the Keto Recipe of the Week, which is only $9.90 per month. Cancel anytime, 30-day money-back guarantee. That's 33 cents a day. Head over to ketocamprecipes.com to get these recipes at the discounted price before the price goes up. We'll put that link down below. All right, let's get back to the conversation. 
I love all those too. So for those listening, if you want to be in ketosis, you would probably stick with the monk fruit, maybe a little bit of coconut sugar. The other ones are more for what I call a keto flex day where you have healthy carbs. Monk fruit, any specific brands that you gravitate towards? Yeah. If you go to Amazon and you just type in monk fruit extract, any of those, I like it when the ingredients just say 100% monk fruit extract as opposed to the erythrol because they exist out there. They're in the... Oh, the ones that are cut. You're saying it's monk fruit and erythritol cut. Yep. But I prefer just the straight up monk fruit. Otherwise, I really like the Lakanto because it is non-GMO. Yeah, I like them too. Uh, You didn't mention stevia. Is there a reason why? Yes, there is. So here's a story about Stevia. When I first got started, I had a client, she's about 25 years old and she was getting ready for a wedding, her wedding, she was getting married, but she was constipated. And this is this is sad, but true. And I'm sure it happens to a lot of people. I hear it all the time. She would go to the bathroom once every two weeks. Mm. Her stomach was always bloated. And if you look at her, she's not overweight at all. She looks like a 25-year-old picture of health. And so we initially started working together. We cleaned up her diet. She's eating, you know, high-quality yogurt, all the right foods. And she said that the bloating went down. She's sleeping better. She's not having any pains in her stomach and she has more energy. And so I'm like, all right, this is awesome. And then after a month, she says, listen, the only thing I'm still struggling with is I I still can't go to the bathroom. I'm about to go get another colonoscopy. They're going to put me on all this medication. And so I'm like, I'm confused because you're eating clean. What is going on? And so she's, she walks me through her day. And every day, what I see is so consistent is this stevia in her coffee. I think mm-hmm. it was only a teaspoon or half something. And I said, you know what, Maddie, why don't we eliminate the stevia and see what happens? Do you know within 12 hours, she was going to the bathroom regularly every single day? Wow. Okay. There's number one. Number two, I had a food coach. Her name was Kate. She used to work with me and she was such a believer in our mission, our method of of eating clean. But she argued till the cows came home over stevia. She's like, stevia is fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then I said, you know what? You're good. Like you have no troubles. Just eat your stevia and keep loving life. And so one day she shows up to the office and she goes, I got to admit something. I'm like, what? She says, I, since I'm coaching people and telling them not to do stevia, I thought, let me try to eliminate the stevia. And do you know what happened? In one week, she said she lost five pounds. By the way, she has no weight to lose. She lost five pounds and she was much less bloated. So why do we not like stevia? We don't like stevia because stevia uses so many chemicals, harsh chemicals to actually extract it and to get the stevia we're seeing on the market, okay? And all of these chemicals are a byproduct inside of the stevia that's causing gut disruption for a lot of people. So the fact that you can still find that zero glycemic index on monk fruit is like mm. such a win. I see so much better results from just sticking a monk fruit, especially to stay into ketosis, than I do stevia. It's like game changer. We've worked with thousands of people and every time they remove stevia, they notice a difference. So I'm just a believer in you're going to feel better without the stevia. Well, there you go. So for those who are having stevia every day, you might want to experiment and cut it out for seven days. Yeah. Give it a try. Give it a try. I mean, switch over to monk fruit. Uh, or you know, don't have anything, but just make that switch and see what happens. Are there any companies that process stevia without the 
harsh chemicals? Are any, any companies that do it I'm right? I'm sure there is. You know, I had I had this doctor who studied the effects of sweeteners on my podcast. His name's Dr. Michael Goran. Oh yeah, Sugar Proof Kids. I've had him on my show. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Thank you for your service of studying sugar for 20 years. But <laughs> he told me basically the only way to get stevia in its in its raw format is to like grow the plant yourself and do it all yourself. Mm. I'm sure there is, I'm sure, but look for it. I don't know it off the top of my head just because I don't I don't like stevia. And if you do find it, it's it would definitely be worthwhile switching to that. Otherwise, the stevia you see, like, I hate to say this, but anything mainstream, it's mainstream for a reason. Yeah, it's, cheap, true. it's cheap to make, right? And so now when you go to coffee shops or I go to hotels, when I check into my hotel, like, stevia is an option next yeah. to your coffee maker. And it's always a red flag, huh? <laughs> it's the new sweet and low. It really is like the new equal, the new sweet and low. <laughs> That's a good point. When you start to see that at the coffee shops and hotels, it's a red flag. Total, total. Don't do what the masses are doing. A lot of people probably don't like what you share about oatmeal. Um, I, I love that you call out oatmeal because oatmeal is a fake superfood, a fake healthy food. But let's let's talk about oatmeal. I remember when I was doing my weight initial weight loss journey in 2008, oatmeal was a staple. I was having some oatmeal in the microwave, a little bit of some peanut butter in there. And I thought it was like the healthiest thing. It was good for weight loss. But what's the problem with oatmeal? I love it. So we actually have this app, by the way, I want to pull it up and it has an ingredients glossary, which is really cool. cool. Yeah. So you just type in the search bar oats or oatmeal and it'll tell you everything um, right or wrong about it and whether it's approved. But is it your app or is it an app? Uh, oh, wow. That's brilliant. Yep. It's not It's not available to the public yet. It's only available for our members, but it's pretty cool. It will be available soon for everyone. Very cool. Yes. But what is the problem with oats? So oats in its whole format, like a lot of people have arguments as to why something's good or clean and why something is not good or clean, right? And so I feel like oats are really in the gray area. I mean, it, it is a whole food that can be argued. It does have nutrition that can be argued. However, there's some not good things about it. And so the issue is, first of all, most of the oats out there, they are promoting- Yep. They're promoting inflammation. They're sprayed with glyphosate, which is a pesticide. And that's just like really wrecking our bellies and really wrecking our um, health right now. Mm -hmm. But oats are high in phytic acid. So Mm -hmm. it's a compound in this particular grain, right? And so what phytic acid is, it's basically an anti-nutrient and it's found in these plants such as oats. And it prevents your body from absorbing the right nutrients that it needs. And so if you're consistently eating these anti-nutrients, okay, a lot of people are eating oats in their bars, oat milk, oatmeal, because we think it's this superfood. And so if you're consistently eating these anti-nutrients, guess what? They lead to not fun things such as gut issues, inflammation in your body, arthritis, brain fog. So the good thing is that there are swaps, right? There's other nut milks on the market. If you do choose to eat oats, you do want to get organic so that you know it's not sprayed with that glyphosate. You do want to get sprouted because those are easier to digest. So there is an option. But one of my favorite oatmeal substitutes is taking nuts or seeds. So let's say you're going to use cashews or going to use flax seeds or walnuts, something like that. And you can blend it up in water and you can strain it so that when you 
get your milk. And then when you have your pulp left over, pour some sweetener in there, pour a little milk in there, top it off with berries. And then voila, you have a perfect warm bowl of oatmeal. That's a brilliant swap right there. So much better. And a lot of people are not aware of the, you know, the problem with phytic acid, especially when you consume it too much. Essentially, it's a chelator. It's going to chelate your nutrients and minerals. Uh, and that's not a good thing, to your point. So that's a great swap right there. I like the idea of doing that with um, some walnuts would be a good idea. Not a big fan of almonds. I don't know what your take is on almonds. I don't like almonds just because of it has a high oxalate load. And personally, I don't do well with it. I've seen a lot of my students have a response. Yeah, so what, that same thought process for you? I do, but here's my situation. When people come into my world with Wake Up and Read the Labels, like I feel like I'm probably a step before you, mm. meaning... Let's say this, somebody is eating, you know, what they think is healthy, but it's it's not clean at all, right? So you're talking about different levels here. Yes. So and and too much of anything's bad. So let's let's back it up for a moment for everybody listening. Maybe you have looked at your coffee creamer and you're, you know, drinking stevia all day and you are buying some gluten-free bread, but now you've read the label and you're like, I don't understand any of these ingredients or you're using canola oil and vegetable oil in your salads. Like I help people understand that, hey, those things cause inflammation, but here's the deal. You don't have to give up those foods you love. I'm going to show you how to make the swap. And then they get these huge wins and they notice all of a sudden they're waking up to, I can control my health with my food. Somebody once said, your body is your Ferrari, right? And so would you put bad things into your Ferrari? No, you want to put good things into your Ferrari so that it shines and that people can see it and it looks how it's supposed to look. So I help you go there. When you're there, then you're in tune to how do almonds make me feel? How do nuts, any nuts make me feel? How does, you know, monk fruit make me feel? Can I handle coconut sugar three times a day? And then they're like, I'm ready to burn more fat. I've seen such great results. How do I get quicker results? Well, that's when you go to keto. That's when you start really examining what sensitivities your body has. Yeah, fair, well said, and I agree. Now there's different layers to it. If somebody's eating a standard American diet, like by all means, please have almonds. <laughs> please switch over to the, you know, the monk food. Game changer. Yeah, for you. it's gonna be, and then you get to a certain point, and then you take you it to evolve. another evolve. You take it to another level. Yep. What I think would be helpful for those listening and watching are because you've done a lot of like research and you've had a lot of questions regarding different products and brands out there. So maybe we could go through different brands that are very popular in the health space. And you can let us know if it's a green light or a red light or a yellow light. Love it. So Siete, Siete chips. What do you think? Siete products. What do you think about that company? Again, switching over. Like if you eat Doritos, buy all day, go eat Siete's, you know, their ranch chips or their fire chips. They are super high quality. They're using cassava, which is a root vegetable. Um, otherwise you're eating that enriched flour and all the other bad for you Doritos or chips out there. So I love Siete and they're also a great brand. Are there any other companies that make chips that you would put above Siete? That's like a favorite of yours or would Siete be at the top? Well, it depends what kind of chip. I do like Artesian Tropic. I think they do cassava and plantains. Artesian Tropic. Yeah. I haven't heard of them. No. Um, I also love Lesser Evil. Yeah. Artesian yep. Tropic. They're pretty good. Oh, okay. Got it. I see it here. Okay. Lesser Evil. I like them too. 
Yep. Um, you're going to make me, let me pull out my product swaps. Yeah, let's do it. See the product, product swap list. Primal Kitchen. What do you think of Primal Kitchen for salad dressings? And- I love Primal Kitchen. I There's a butt promise- coming. I can't promise we're going to love it forever because it was bought out by That's Kraft. true. But but I think Mark um, is still like an advisor. Mark Sisson is still making sure that it holds. I think it was part of the agreement. So yeah, you're right. Pay attention to that. But right now it's good, but you don't know. Yeah, keep reading the labels. Love Primal Kitchen. An even better one is Raw Mother. Have you heard of Raw Mother? I don't think so. I'm going to look it up now though. I'll send you all these, Ben. Don't worry. Okay, cool. Thank you. We have over 1,800 clean product swaps. 1,800? Damn, that's awesome. Okay, so Rob Mother. Yep. Um, so we went we went to chips, from chips to dressing. But what I think is important is like a lot of people listening, they may have Skinny Girl dressing. They may have Newman's Own dressing. Um, yeah. They may have a, the, what is that place called? The Italian, what am I thinking of? It's like a chain, not the Italian pie. Olive Garden? Yes, the Olive Garden dressing. And it's like this clear bottle and it says fat-free and it says low-calorie and it says gluten-free and it says non-GMO. But if you flip it over, the first ingredient is probably canola oil. And so here you are thinking you're being healthy, eating the salad, but the salad's completely canceled out when you pour canola oil all over it. But again, it's not your fault. Um, Mayo, there's a mayo out there. I think it's Hellman's. And it says on the front, made with olive oil. And when you flip it over, the first ingredient is canola oil. It's got a bunch of weird ingredients like EDTA, TBHQ, potassium. It has EDTA in it. Are you sure? Because uh, that's a that's a heavy metal chelator. I don't know if it actually has EDTA. That would be insane. Hellman's Mayo. Let me check it out. Yeah, let's check it out. Um, that's so stupid. Olive oil, canola. <laughs> you see it? Yeah, I see it here. Uh, canola. Do you know and who olive. has? Um, EDTA, I think it's Reese's. Does Reese's have it? I don't know. I would be surprised to see that in a food product, but then I'm not surprised. No, it is there. Is it which one? Is it Reese's? Okay. I'm not going crazy. <laughs> Woohoo! Okay. Hellman's, do you have a chat? Do you have a chat feature? Can we chat? Yeah, yeah. Um, right, bottom check, right here. Check this out. Bottom right. You got to. Excuse me while I figure out the chat. And then hit the stage and then there's a a little thing there. The stage. Oh, there we are. Okay. It's like different apps. There we go. So this is Hellman's Real Mayo. Okay. And if you click on the ingredients, it's soybean oil. Yes. The second to last ingredient, ADTA. And so... Some people go, hey, Jen, what is EDTA? And then I just say, hey, do you want a plate of EDTA for Thanksgiving? (laughs) No, you don't. Do you want somebody to like, hey, you're going to have a party. Can I bring a plate? Can I bring something to help? Yeah, I'll bring a plate of EDTA. Like, no, (laughs) no, that's not supposed to be in our food. This is disgusting. Oh, my gosh. The thing I used to use Hellman's growing up, but you don't know any better, right? You do, you know, that's why... You're doing people a big service by waking them up. Absolutely. Um, it's not their fault. It's not so, your fault. So what about Sir Kinsing, Kensington for um, your mayo? Yep. That's great. What do they use? What make, they use avocado oil. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm a big fan of these avocado oil mayos like Sir Kensington and Primal Kitchen, but it just doesn't taste as good as regular mayonnaise. Do you make your own? 
I don't make my own. My favorite is chosen foods. You got to get the, the I've regular had theirs one. Too. Yeah, I Not like the theirs. vegan. Yeah, I think theirs is like the smoothest and the best. Okay, I got to try theirs again. It's been a while. So, okay, those are good to know. So, lesser evil, we like them. Uh, Siete, Primal Kitchen, Raw Mother's a new one. I haven't heard of them. What are your thoughts on Braggs? Because Katy Perry and her um, husband, what's Orlando Bloom, bought Braggs a couple years ago. <laughs> Braggs is like what the apple cider vinegar. Yeah, yeah, like the exactly the nutritional yeast. Yep, exactly. I think apple cider vinegar with the mother is great, but I know they also sell, and I'm looking this up. Um, don't they sell like the swap for a soy free or gluten free type yeah, of liquid aminos? Yes, I don't like that. You don't like that from them because of something in there? Is that why? Do you like that? I don't use it. I haven't investigated them enough, so I can't say yet. So liquid aminos come from soybeans. We can go down that rabbit hole if you want, but soybeans is a bean. It can make you bloated, right? Most soy out there is from a GMO crop. So, and a lot of people are they are going to the grocery and they're like, oh, I'm not going to get the soy sauce because that's bad or they think it's high in estrogen. So they get the liquid aminos, but they don't even realize that liquid aminos comes from soybeans. You're right. And it's mostly GMO. I'm seeing that here too, that it is um, from soy. Okay. So instead, what's a good swap for that then? We're not going to use the coconut aminos. What is it? Coconut aminos. Coconut aminos. Cool. I like that. I have that in my pantry. Yes. And if you go to a sushi restaurant and you don't have coconut aminos, a perfect, perfect order is get your wasabi on the side and ask them for some lemons, squeeze some lemons in there, and it makes an amazing dipping sauce for your sushi. Oh, damn. That's a good tip. So lemon with the wasabi, you mix it together and you dip your sushi. Oh, I'm doing that on my Keto Flex day. That's a good tip right there. It is. I like that. Okay. We got to talk about sparkling water because there is a lot of misinformation regarding it. What are the worst ones and the best brands out there for sparkling water? The worst of the worst is probably Topo Chico. (laughs) Yeah, they are. They look cool because they're in a glass bottle. Right. Now, here's the deal with this, Okay. Again, when somebody comes to wake up and read the labels, I encourage them like, hey, the stevia, the oats, the sparkling water, it's catering to your bloating and your inflammation, okay? That is because I like to keep things simple instead of getting into it. I like to say, you know what? The sparkling water has what it has bubbles. So think about the bubbles being in your belly. It's just gonna make you bloated. We want to help you get a healed gut and then you can reintroduce Clean sparkling water, which I think you may be drinking, is Mountain Valley. Yeah. They have no PFAS in it. So most sparkling water, you can read, you know, carbonated water, and sometimes they have natural flavors. They're getting really good, and they're sourcing where, or they're saying where their flavors are coming from, but natural flavor is kind of a red flag. The other thing is that, yes, these sparkling waters contain something known as PFAS, and I think it's like poly fluoride, alka, some, something. It's really long. Um, you can look that up and fact check me, but it's basically this forever chemical. It's been found in the wrappers at a lot of fast food restaurants. It's in a lot of our clothing on the market. It's in a lot of our sparkling water and foods. And so the issue with this is that it's a chemical that goes into our bodies and it's actually really hard to get rid of. And these chemicals long-term have been shown that they suppress your immune system. They mess with your thyroid and they, you know, 
cause eczema and all these different case studies with it. So it's just like, hey, if you're going to do sparkling water, just be informed and get a cleaner one that doesn't contain that. So no Topo Chico, although they put it in glass, great. It still has these chemicals. Hey, Keto Camper, I want to take a quick break and give a nice shout out to Upgraded Formulas. They are a sponsor of our podcast. We've had Barton Scott, the founder, on the show several times before. And here's why I love Upgraded Formulas. They create clinically studied, stabilized, and nano-sized supplements with 99.99% absorption rate to improve your health, sleep, energy, and so much more. If you're like me, you spend money on supplements, but have you ever wondered why most supplements just don't work for you? You don't really notice a difference despite the extravagant marketing claims. Here's the truth. Most supplements on the market are made in a way that your body can't absorb, which means you are peeing most of the benefits. Yep, you heard about expensive pee. This is true, but it's not your fault. The secret is clinically proven nano-stabilized supplements. These nano-supplements are broken down to bypass the digestion and go straight into the blood where they can travel throughout your body and get to where they need to go. What does this mean for you? It means more energy, better sleep, better mood, less joint pain, younger looking skin and hair, and of course, less inflammation. So stop wasting your money on subpar supplements that don't get you the results and health you need and get upgraded formulas, upgrade your supplements today. Head over to upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOSIS, K-E-T-O-S-I-S at checkout to get 15% off your entire order. We'll drop a link for you in the podcast notes. Let's get back to the conversation. I know you like Waterloo over LaCroix. Could you explain that? Yep. Waterloo, again, does not have any of the PFAS. Funny story is that... LaCroix called my company. Did they? <laughs> yes. This was about a year and a half ago. I remember I got an email and it's like, hey, we're LaCroix. We just saw your reel and we want to talk to you. Was it about like a negative reel about them or? Well, it, it was basically saying that they, I, I worded my post something along the lines of LaCroix is one of the worst offenders of having PFAS. And they wanted me to specify that they were like number six on the list. So they wanted to ensure that the public knew there were five worse offenders oh than them. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I'm like, all right, let's get your lawyer to talk to my lawyer. We'll figure this out. And so that's what I did. I basically went and reworded it. And I'm like, you know, LaCroix is the fifth yeah. um, worst, has the fifth highest yeah, amount of PFAS. Congratulations, yeah, so. LaCroix. Good job. <laughs> exactly. They're like, we're not the worst. We just want you to know. Uh, but I love Waterloo. It is non-GMO. And it, I'm trying to find their ingredients. Let's see. Flavors. Waterloo is a good one. Spindrift is another one. I like Gerald Steiner. Have you researched them? No. Yeah, research them. You let me know your thoughts. General Steiner. S-T-E-I-N-E-R? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, with the... With the G, Gerald Steiner. Okay, so Springdrift, you like. Waterloo, you like. LaCroix, you know, fifth worst out there. Good job, LaCroix. Topo Chico, no. I saw a post that you made. A lot of people think hummus is healthy. I used to think hummus is very, very healthy. And essentially, you know, there's a common theme here. It's loaded with with glyphosate, with, with weed killer. Talk about hummus being notoriously loaded with these weed killers. And what it also has anti-nutrients as well. 
For sure. So what most people don't know what what is hummus? What is it made from? That's right? true. It's made from chickpeas or garbanzo beans. And so, yes, most of the chickpeas out there is sprayed again with the glyphosate. And it's been associated with a anti-inflammatory diet, such as the Mediterranean diet. True. They do have a lot of hummus. So we think that it's healthy and it's been marketed as healthy. And like, we don't eat it with chips. We're classy. We eat it with pretzels. But the issue is that how much, how much pesticides are we being exposed to? If you go look up studies, they will show you that brand Sabra, S-A-B-R-A. I know I see, I have kids. I see in a lot of kids' lunchboxes. They're everywhere. They're so popular. Yep. It's easy. It's packaged, all the things. But they have one of the highest amounts of glyphosate in their products. And so, no, you don't want your children exposed to that. They are being exposed to it. So how can you eliminate that? I love a cauliflower hummus. Roast, like, get ahead of cauliflower and chop it up. Roast it in your oven. Little, you know, extra virgin olive oil on it. Salt, pepper. Then you stick it into a food processor with some garlic, some lemon juice, some tahini, which are sesame seeds, really, really good. Nobody would ever know the difference. And the other issue I would bring up here is just like, hey, what happens when you when you eat beans? It makes you bloated. It makes you gassy. So as you're trying to heal your gut, get away from that phytic acid, the anti-nutrients, we want to eliminate those beans. Yeah, good tip there with the uh, cauliflower hummus. I like that. You probably get a lot of messages on your DMs, your direct messages in uh, Instagram. What's the most, like, what's the common themes you're seeing? Most popular questions you get through those DMs? Protein and vitamin C and coffee cream. Okay. But protein, vitamin C, coffee cream, or was there a fourth one? Bread. And bread. Let's talk about those real quick. So protein first. So most people's, everybody's eating protein and that's a good thing. Um, But again, like we talked about earlier, you are what your cows eat. You want to make sure you're getting good, high quality protein. One of probably your favorites as well is Paleo Valley. Mm. One simple ingredient. It literally reads 100% grass-fed bone broth protein. That is it, right? I think a lot of people turn to these protein bars such as well, it's not, but they think it is Kind Bar. Those are low in protein, right? Those are, but in Luna, like they're looking at these bars to get their protein. Like start your day off with high quality protein, then a smoothie or a shake or just water, and then follow it up with real protein. Get some mackerel, get some real grass-fed, grass-finished beef, get some real fish, things like that. Eat real food. So that's the first thing, protein. The second one is your coffee creamer. A lot of us are turning to nut pods because it says Whole30. They're Mm. doing Oatly because it's oat milk. Mm. I actually just met someone. I'm not going to mention his name. He's very successful. He pays $3,000 a month for a personal coach. And he told me he was feeling so much better. And I said, okay, let's start with your day. What do you start off with? And first of all, he's not doing clean protein, but he's also drinking Almond Breeze because he told me it's 30 calories a day. And I'm like, bro, you're paying $3,000 a month for this personal coach. And this person hasn't even told you that you need to read the, or the coach isn't reading the labels on the almond milk, right? So cleaner almond milks. I love milk. I love three trees. They have, you know, two ingredients such as water and almonds or water and cashews or water and walnuts. There's water and pistachios. There's water and sesame seeds. Those are their ingredients. 
How do you get those? If you're doing cold coffee, just pour it right in. If you're doing hot coffee, guess what? You're going to report back, hey, Jen, my coffee creamer is kind of like disintegrating and it's 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 forming this weird formation. That's because there's no emulsifiers or gums right. in it holding those ingredients together. And I like to say, guess what, you guys? The food is acting like the food naturally should and you're just not used to that. So how do you combat that? Froth it. Get a frother. You can Easy. do a hand frother. Yep. Froth it and then it'll pour beautiful like a latte right on top of your hot beverages. The next before, before you go to the next one, um what what do you what are your thoughts on um heavy cream? I don't really like it because I tell people you never know how good you feel without dairy until you've completely eliminated it. Yeah. So I'm not, I, I do feed my kids grass-fed milk, grass-fed cheese, and I get high quality. I give them sheep or goats yogurt. However, I'm a believer in we need to get your gut healed because you've been eating such inflammatory milk. And like you said, with the almonds, you know, eat the almonds. It's like if they go to a clean nut milk and a clean vegan cheese and a clean yogurt and a clean ice cream, talking all dairy-free, preservative-free, refined sugar-free, they get huge improvements. And then I'm like, hey, let's go to goat's milk and sheep's milk and goat's cheese and sheep's milk. Let's start there. Then we can reintroduce that high quality milk. Got it. Yeah. So again, I like to, I like to evolve with people. I like to like get them, get them where they need to be. And then we're going to see how good you feel. And that's kind of your baseline to see what, what works well with you. Makes sense. Okay. So the next one was what? Vitamin C, I think you said? Vitamin C. Yes. Well, first of all, you can't, I don't want to say you can't take too much vitamin C, but we all need more vitamin C, right? Vitamin C produces collagen. Vitamin C and D help fight your colds. A lot of people are turning to like orange juice for their vitamin C, or you're going to your grocery store and you see so many different brands of vitamin C. First of all, that stuff is not regulated. Um, It's super low quality. It ends up being what I call expensive urine, Mm -hmm. meaning you're taking this thinking that you're doing a good thing, but it's just your GI tract is destroying it anyway. So if you are looking for vitamin C, you want to look for liposomal vitamin C, Mm -hmm. which means it helps absorb into your tissues much better. It's absorbed, you know, regular vitamin C, gets absorbed in your bloodstream. Liposomals, they take it straight to the cells. So it's higher quality. So just Google liposomal vitamin C and you'll be like, whoa, I didn't even know that was such thing. Yeah, yeah, great, great tip right there. Liposomal is always better than a regular because the fat in there carries it to the cells. So we, I like Desbio, they make a good liposomal. And you know, shout out to Paleo Valley. They also make a really good vitamin C complex that it's not ascorbic acid, it's whole food, camu, camu, et cetera. It's not liposomal, but high quality. So yeah, very important because vitamin C is very popular. So good tip there. Yep. Then we have- The last one was bread. bread. Yep. What is life without bread, right? <laughs> I mean, I think most people go on a diet and they are like, cannot eat anything white. Can't do potatoes, can't do pasta, can't do rice, can't do bread. And I'm complete opposite. I'm like, hey, you actually can eat these foods. It's about finding the clean brand. So a lot of people turn into Dave's Killer Bread, Ezekiel Bread. Yeah. There's like this other crazy bread, like 179 or I don't know what it is, but people send it to me a lot. But here's the thing. You want to avoid grains. You want to avoid those pseudo grains. And so there is bread out there. I just mentioned the ones that we don't approve of. The ones we do love and approve would be Susie's, S-O-O-Z-Y-S. 
This makes the best jelly toast. I'm talking, get your pan, spray a little avocado oil on there or some ghee, put your bread on there, warm it, flip it over, spray the other side or put some ghee on the other side, take it off, put some clean jelly on it. I love St. Dalfour and it is a game changer. Uh-huh. That's really good. I do love also, what's another one? AWG, Air Water Grass. They make all the kinds. They'll do cinnamon bread. They'll do sourdough bread. They have everything made with real ingredients shipped right to your door. Two of my favorites. Interesting. I haven't heard of either of those. I'm looking up Susie now. Ben. Gluten-free. Gotcha. Yeah, thank you. Glyphosate residue-free. I like that. I'm trying to find the actual ingredients though. Let's see. Okay, I got it here. Water grain-free blend, tapioca starch, almond flour. I don't do that well with almond flour, but at least it's not the first ingredient. Uh, coconut flour, whole eggs, maple syrup. It has sunflower oil. Now, my question would be, is it... Because sunflower oil could be totally fine if it's organic, cold-pressed. It doesn't say if it is. For me, that's a question mark. Selium husk. And then it has organic avocado oil. So I don't know why they're putting two in there. Yeah. But... Is that... You're looking at AWG? No, Susie. Susie's grain-free bread. Susie's bread. I didn't recall they had um, sunflower oil. Let me check. At least that one, the original did. Let me look at the super... Fact checking the labels here. Yeah, let me look at the super seed one. Uh, This one, I don't see. This is their regular one. Well, I'm looking at bagels, actually. Yeah, the one I read was their original sandwich bread. That one had the sunflower. Got it. Yep. So here's another thing I like to tell people is like, hey, listen, if we say a brand, it's important to understand your ingredients and know which ingredients to avoid because just because a brand does have a cleaner product and why doesn't mean they're all clean, right? Yep. Yep. Just like, like I love milk. I had them on my podcast and I think everything they're doing is amazing, but they make an oat milk. And I'm just like, no, don't do the oat milk. Even though it's organic and it's sprouted, like just, we want you to feel good. There's no need to get that, that type of milk. There's another one, Simple Mills, for example. I love Simple Mills, but they make cheddar chips. And so I'm like, hey, we don't know what kind of, what kind of, you know, dairy they're using, but... But for children, this is an amazing swap compared to Cheez-Its. Totally. Yeah. So it's it's really an education. It's a very important point. I'm glad we got there because even like um, Thrive Market, I think Thrive Market is a great idea, but there's still some products, as you know, that are not clean, right? So even though you might think everything is clean, you got to look at the ingredients. So with this company, Susie, the other bread looks okay. It looks fine. The Super Seed vegan bread, but the original one had the sunflower. So it depends on the different products there. I love that we did that. Jen, last question for you. I'm a big fan of gratitude. Gratitude is anti-inflammatory. It's also what I call vitamin G because it's so potent. So my question for you is, what are you grateful for today? What is your vitamin G today? That's a beautiful thing. I love it. I actually felt super emotion when you asked that question. I have to just say that I do write down what I'm grateful for every single day. Love it. I started doing the Miracle Morning and it has changed my life mentally. So I have to give a shout out. I'm grateful for my husband. Mm. My husband allows me to do what it is I love to do. He allows me to 
have this company. He's behind the scenes doing a lot of things that I don't necessarily always give him full credit for. But if it weren't for him, Wake Up and Read the Labels would not exist. That's amazing. That's definitely a blessing. I love that. I love that you're both on the same page. So thank you. It takes a team. Yeah, it, it really does. I, I, once a mentor told me, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with the team. And we're trying to go far here, not just fast. For sure. And all ships rise. That's right. And speaking of which, you have a wonderful podcast. Everybody listening to this right now, go subscribe to the Wake Up and Read the Labels podcast with Jen Smiley. Your website... Oh, actually, where's the best place to check you out? And uh, I know you have a free gift for my audience too. I do. I'm so excited. I hope that um, me and Ben's or Ben and I's conversation woke you guys up to reading your labels and you're excited about it because maybe you did go out and buy things healthy and you're wondering, why don't I feel good? Hopefully we provided an answer for you. Everybody listening, you can go to freemorningguide.com to discover three foods killing your energy and ruining your day. Also check me out on any social media platform at wake up and read the label. I love it. Freemorningguide.com. Go to that right now. I see it here. Three common morning foods that are ruining your day and killing your energy. Ooh, you got to find out what that is. We'll put that down below in the notes. If you're watching on YouTube, it's down below on the podcast down below. Jen, thank you so much for helping people wake up and read the labels. I always learn from you personally. You, you take my understanding of um, ingredients to a whole nother level. So I want to say thank you for coming on the show and the work that you do. I feel like we're both kind of just getting started here. There's still millions of people, millions and millions of people that need our help. So I'm glad we're on the same page and on the same path together here. Absolutely. And when people start eating clean, they do need to know about keto. So we will definitely be in connection soon. We will. Thank you, Jen. Talk to you soon. Of course. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jen. And now you're waking up and reading those labels. It's so important. Teach this to somebody you know. Share it with a friend. Go check out her website, which is jensmiley.com. She mentioned a free resource for you. We'll put it in the notes down below, freemorningguide.com. We'll put her Instagram, her social media, her YouTube. She's got fantastic posts being made every day. So check her out and let her know you heard her on the Keto Camp podcast. Please consider leaving the show a rating and review if you haven't done so already. Thank you for spending part of your day with Jen and Ben, and I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.